0: Welcome into the newest episode of Side Mission. I, like always, am your host, Rusty Ellis, joined by just two of the boys this week, Kyle and Matt Nothacker. And today, we're talking about the Dead Space remake. Kyle, I know you're hyped for this episode, my man. No, I definitely am. Yeah, this is one that you talked about for so, so long. And there's going to be a couple different things we'll discuss this episode. Most of it will be about Dead Space. The latter part of this episode, 100%, is going to be... How the fuck did Callisto Protocol go so poorly when this remake went so perfectly? Uh, But let's go ahead and jump right in. I've never played a Dead Space game. I'd always heard that they were some of the scariest games from, you know, that generation of gaming, the 360 and PS3 days. I always heard they were terrifying. I'm ready to publicly own up that I always thought they were overrated or overhyped when it came to the horror. This remake, Kyle... Possibly one of the scariest games I've ever played.
1: Absolutely, this game was terrifying. I mean, for I would say my the first eight to ten chapters from my first playthrough, I was still you know almost to the end of the game, opening doors and aiming down the sights immediately, like yep. slowly peeking around corners. And any time the lights went out, I was running. I was running away from enemies. I was running away from those fans that were about to jump scare me it was punching so... the shit out of fans <laughs> yeah for real every time i saw one of those fans i broke it because i was like you are not jump scaring me later they knocked it out of the park with the way that they did this horror and you know still had jump scares but that wasn't you know 90% of the horror there was so much situational stuff like i mean the very first scene Where, you know, before you even get a gun and you're behind the glass and you see that Necromorph come down from the ceiling and kill Chen, that shit was scary. And then they all just start coming out of the walls and you're having to run down that long hallway. That shit really, it sets the mood for, you know, just how terrifying this is. And I gotta say, coming from Callisto Protocol, it's insane to see how much better a game that came out over a decade was i really wonder where they went so wrong with Callisto.
0: yeah i don't i just don't get it i think we know kind of the problems that Callisto had it was the bad dodge mechanic and the heavy emphasis on melee combat i think that was it is that it was dead space is a very methodical game like it's not very fast paced you're not it's not you know just off the rails action the entire time it's a very slow paced game but Callisto protocol was like a crawl it was they basically said as slow as Dead Space was cut the speed in half but the problem is that all the enemies in that game were super fast the enemies in Dead Space are fast but you never feel just overwhelmed at any real point you feel like you've always at least got a chance if you play smart you know I mean Kyle you've got the platinum already as we're recording this you played on impossible you're probably sitting there like oh he's full of shit but (laughs) but I I feel like they at least give you a chance in this game where on harder difficulties in Callisto Protocol, dude, it feels like it's just unfair. So, Matt, you all—you also played the original, didn't you? Or, or am I remembering that incorrectly?
2: No, I did play the original on PlayStation 3.
0: How, where, how big of a step up do you think this remake is from the original?
2: Um... So when I first heard about Dead Space getting a remake, I was kind of skeptical about it, especially at the fact that Visceral Games was disbanded by EA uh, several years ago. And hearing that a new studio working with EA was going to bring Dead Space yeah. to current-gen consoles was a really, really shocking announcement when I first heard about it. But I was very intrigued about it because Dead Space on the original PlayStation 3 was was quite the looker. I do recall like being fairly impressed with it, especially because... You know, the, the uh, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 era was the first time that, you know, consoles went HD. Yes. Um, and I didn't have a lot of um, experience with horror-type games. Like, I kind of just stayed clear of them outside of Resident Evil and, and Silent Hill, which were, like, the, the top masters of horror in, in, the, in the genre at the time. Um, but I played a lot of Bioshock, which did have a bit of that horror ac- aspect to it with the exploration. So... When I first heard about Dead Space, I was, you know, very curious about it. I downloaded the demo the day it came out, tried it out. I thought it was great, and um, I ended up getting it through Gamefly at the time. Boy, that's a throwback right there. (laughs) Yeah, for real. A Gamefly (laughs) reference, man. That's one heck of a reference there. And uh, you only get to keep the game for about a week, so I kind of rushed myself through it. But it was one of the most memorable games for me at the time. It stuck with me, like the the, the enemy design of the Necromores, all the different types that the game shows, and this remake did it justice. Like Visceral Games created such an, an amazing concept. This, uh, you know, floating ship called the Ishimura. Is that correct? Yes, the Ishimura. Mm-hmm. Just and it just you know even the concept Dead Space. It's it's just like it it goes so well with the whole theme, and. Playing the remake brought me back to that time, and I was like, this this game really stands out from a lot of horror games, like, in, yeah. in the genre. And it's like, with, with, like, you never know what's around that corner. The moment you open a door, you get a jump scare. You know, the lights flickering off and on. Sometimes if you're, like, standing really still, you'll hear whispering. And we'll get more into that as yeah. to why the main character, Isaac, is hearing that. It's just, especially when you have the Pulse headset on, you're playing it in the dark, and you know, the room weather. you're playing in is quiet. It it is just the atmosphere is perfect, and I could not have asked for a better remake. I will say, as somebody
0: who had not played the original, I feel like, and Kyle, you can tell me what you think here. Yeah, you both can tell me what you think here. I feel like this is similar to anyone that hadn't played Last of Us when Last of Us Part One launched for you know as the PS5 exclusive. I feel like this is the definitive way to experience yeah. it. The, this well, is, I agree. This is like, yeah. if you had the choice of, and and again, you know, you go back and look at the original, the original looked really good for its time. It was a really, yeah. really good looking game for its time, and obviously it had the impact on the horror genre that it had. I have to ask, when you guys played it when you were younger, did either of y'all have trouble sleeping? Because I've heard horror stories <laughs> from other people that played it that they had trouble sleeping after playing this game when they were younger.
1: I did into the second game. Yeah. Oh, really? So oh, was I the second game. The game. The yeah, second definitely. Game was the scariest. <laughs> yeah, I hope they remake the second one because I mean, this one's this one's scary, but the second game knocks it out of the park tenfold with the horror. I mean, oh man! And then the third game was horrifyingly bad. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have heard that. <laughs> I I really think that this absolutely is the definitive way to experience Dead Space solely because they fixed a lot of issues from the original game. Like, for example, Matt's brought up a lot that getting to go back to areas from earlier chapters is such a big plus for those of us who are going for the completion for people who want the platinum. You don't have to follow a guide, you know, from beginning to end, you can go back and kind of explore everything to find all of the collectibles and, and all the hidden stuff, you know, on your own. Um, Another big change was Isaac Clarke was a silent protagonist in the original game. And in this game... Okay, that I didn't
0: know. I was not aware of that. Yeah.
1: I I think that having him speak, all of his dialogue, matched so much better than having him as a silent protagonist. Because, and, and this is just my theory, but I think what they're setting up for is to kind of change the story, the way the story went for Dead Space 2 so they can completely revamp Dead Space 3 because it makes sense for them to remake 1 and 2 when they're really good but there is obviously that elephant of the room that there's a third game do you remake that game if it was a commercial flop the first time this in my personal opinion if they are redoing the story to change 3 entirely that would be a great move and That in of itself, I think, would be the best reason to get into Dead Space now versus playing the older games because those of us who did were very disappointed by the third game, whereas with this series, they might end up fixing it, and this trilogy will end up being better than the original.
0: Yeah, I I think there's 100% chance. If they do decide to go on and, and remake two and then maybe, you know completely redo three from the ground up and obviously there's probably a chance they do that if you know they do a second one and it has as much success as this one's had so far um I, i absolutely would be interested in that looking further into this game i want to talk more about what you said kyle about how this game how it does horror because there are jump scares but i think that this game versus callisto protocol the biggest thing is it's not over-reliant on jump scares. Because there's quite a few jump scares in this game. But the biggest the biggest piece of the horror genre that takes place in this game is the atmosphere. Is the tension you feel walking down every corridor, opening every door. Like you said, I, I did the, very much did the same thing where the entire game, even though for the most part nothing ever really jumped out at me from behind a door... I would have my gun up, aimed, ready to ready to fire. And yeah. I think that is a very, very... That's a, that's a lost art of the horror genre, is creating that feeling of dread, and that feel, feeling of being scared enough to... You know that nothing's really happening, that, that nothing's happened to this point, but what if the next one is the one that starts it? What if the next one's the one point in the game where they do this? Like, I, I can't praise this game's atmosphere enough, because, again... Jump scares are one thing and jump scares can be scary if they're done properly. But when you mix that with an atmosphere like this game, it's hard to not think that this is one of the greatest horror games of all time.
1: Yeah, I agree. This game. Yeah. This game does horror so well. Um, And horror games aren't really my forte. Uh, I don't play a lot of them, but when a game's story is good enough to get me to play that horror game, And I'm actually, you know, rewarded for things like exploring and not punished for it, like in Callisto, when I'm actually able to go back to older chapters, when your impossible mode isn't really that impossible, actually. Very doable. Yes.
0: It's very doable.
1: But, yeah, it was was doable. It was very balanced. I mean, all around, every bit of this game was, you know... I think such a staple in horror and you know, if, if they are going to be remaking the second one, I highly suggest anybody listening that if you have not played this, you should pick this up because there's just so many parts within the story that I think when you're going through and you're seeing things that aren't necessarily loud or, you know, they're not genuinely just scary. Like there's one part where, Um, you're going, you know, down this hallway, and you see this guy at the end of the hall just, like, banging his head on on the wall over and over, and then when you get to the end of the hall, he just bangs his head one last time and he dies, and he just falls over. It's, It's stuff like that that makes this game so creepy, so, you know, just... It keeps you on edge, those hairs raised, and, you know, instead of relying on just loud boo, I gotcha, you know, over and over and over, they are able to set a tone that sticks with you, I think, from beginning to end.
0: Matt, let's talk a little bit more about the story, too, because the story takes a lot of twists and turns. And to be quite yeah. honest, uh, we could throw a spoiler warning up, even though, I mean, this is a game that's been out for well over a decade now. So I don't really think we need to. Everybody that's played the game knows the story. Um, I will say, as a new as a new player... There are certainly some hints in there that things are not quite as they seem, but yeah I still think that all of the twists in this game matter really well executed.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think that the way that you know the story is set up is that you are on this uh, this mission to go to Ishimura with your with your crew uh, you know Isaac keeps with Kendra, Chen and then uh, Zach and they're going up there and they just you know they, they notice that something just isn't right. So it's like once they landed, you know, things really get started, and you 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 get your first appearance of the Necromorph, and you know that the, you know like this this story like this game is going to it's it's not as it seems like there's something deep more going on here, especially because you know Isaac is there to see Nicole, his girlfriend, and as you progress further through the game, you get like all of these like these story beats uh, when you pick up these recordings that are all over in the game. And you find out just exactly what happened here on the Ishimor and you find out the, these doctors are are running these tests, and there's this cult um, that basically worship this marker that is you know causing people to become necromores that, that are just you know basically the the whole premise of the game is revolves around this marker and as Isaac is progressing throughout the game he starts to get affected by this marker like that's where the whole he's you start hearing whispers and stuff like that you know when you get a little bit further into the game you, you, the vision like the screen will start kind of blurring and you know, those whispers will get louder because it's like as you're progressing through the game the marker is just affecting Isaac more and more and it all leads up to, like, the big final twist at the end of the game, which I guess, is it okay to go ahead and talk about that? Yeah,
0: let's... Uh, yeah. I don't... I, again, this game's been out for over a decade. If you're worried about spoilers, right. like, you're kind of dumb. Right. Yeah.
2: So, like, like the big twist is you run into this uh, NPC called Elizabeth Cross. You run into her, I believe, um, in food storage, correct? I believe yeah, so. You know, like, the
1: game.
2: Um, you know, she's basically trying to... Like, she has her 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 love interest, I think Jacob Temple. Yes. And, you know, as you're progressing through the game, you know, there's betrayal everywhere. You know, uh, this uh character named uh Mercer, he, he's like the really big bad guy. Like Dr. he, he Mercer, created this yeah. he, he created this unkillable um necromorph who let me just say if for anyone who played Resident Evil um remake and Resident Evil, uh, you know, which, two remake well, and three remake. Say, was, and it, was it two
0: remake or wh- which remake are you? It was talking two about? remake.
2: It okay. was uh, a yeah. two remake and three remake where you know you're, you, there's this enemy you cannot kill, and you have to wait for you know a cutscene to happen or dialogue to happen to keep progressing. And all you can do is you can shoot his limbs and knock him down, but he just uh-huh. you know reforms himself, and that builds up so much tension. And like. When you get to the final end of the game, and you find out that one of the people that you came to the Ishimura with, Kendra Daniels, is actually not who she says she is. She, you know, she's ba- she's basically there to put an end to everything. Um, but you know, she ends up revealing to you the truth that the whole entire time that the Nicole that you're seeing is an illusion created from the marker was actually Elizabeth Cross that you're seeing. Yes, and then yeah. Then the story beats just get more and more like twisted. Especially if we're gonna talk about the ending when Isaac is finally leaving the Ishimura after beating the giant. Like I don't even know what that thing is called. The
0: hive mind. The yeah. The, the, the hive, hive mind. The hive mind. That's what it's yes, called. The, the leviathan. The leviathan is that thing you fight in food storage, and then you fight again yes, on the outside yes, of the ship. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yes. So all like it all leads up to that, and then you know you see Nicole and she, she turns her head and it, it's a bit of a jump scare. Cause I, I definitely remember being affected by it when I was younger, when I played the first game. So I was glad that they kind of kept that ending there. Um, mm-hmm. And they, they did add an alternate ending, which um, I thought it was really cool that a new game plus they added something that was not in the original and it led to yeah. a secret ending that you found them, these marker pieces th- strung throughout the levels. Um, and I personally, I did not do that part, Kyle. I said oh, you did, so you did get to see the secret ending, and you told us about it. But it didn't really seem to change that much, which is why I, if they do, yeah. um, if they do a sequel, that I, I think that it'll stick to you know the canonical the,
1: ending.
2: was yeah, I, I think that it's, it's going to be a remake of two. I don't think they're going to change that much.
0: Yeah, Kyle, let's talk talk about the platinum here because I, I think that we don't really talk about our platinums very much on this show first of all a very very low platinum percentage last we looked it was like 0.2 percent yeah like it's it's a it's 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 still and it's even if it's gone up a little bit i still think it's less than one percent at this point in time at least at the date of recording it's it's a low percentage uh talk about this platinum and just how much work you had to put in to get it
1: yeah so this game first of all i had to go through and uh had to beat the game so I could unlock New Game Plus, and my thought process was, when I beat this game, I'm just going to go back through on New Game Plus, doing Impossible difficulty. And it turns out you couldn't do that, because you have to start a brand new game, and you have to make it through the entire game without dying. That was the hardest part because there were quite a few sections where you can actually get soft locked, where this tentacle comes out and grabs you, and you have to shoot its weak point to get it to release you. However, if your guns are not strong enough or you don't have enough ammo because you're on the hardest difficulty, the enemies have a lot more health, you can get softlocked to where you can't progress and have to restart again. And I was very lucky to you know, have gotten out of those, but other than that, I would say that the impossible difficulty wasn't really you know extremely challenging. It was very balanced. Um, but to me, the reason why I think this. Platinum percentage is so low is because the idea of impossible difficulty is definitely a lot a lot more intimidating. Yes. Than you know it actually is. It it sounds worse, but it when once I got into it and I was a couple of chapters in, it actually wasn't terrible. I think I beat impossible difficulty in like two days. Yeah. Um. Unemployment I, life's
0: nice, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really. Is.
1: Yeah. If you if you are looking at going for the platinum. Definitely try out that impossible difficulty because it sounds hard, but if you just, you know, are persistent with it, you could definitely get it done. Uh, I would say this is probably one of my hardest Platinums to day just because of how much work went into it. Um, But I'm very, I'm definitely very proud of it, especially because this was a horror game and I am not the, you know, biggest horror game fan
0: I think the biggest criticism I have with this game is, unfortunately, the voice acting. The voice acting is oh, yes. is very rough. Uh, sound design, I think 90% of the sound design on this game is really good. I think that the voice acting is really bad. Uh, it sounds pretty much like, outside of Isaac, they pretty much took the original audio, didn't really remaster it or or kind of you know clean it up at all and, and, and give it that new, fresh sound it's not like they just kind of took it straight from the original game and plugged it straight into this and it kind of shows because it sounds a little tinny it's just not great and I think that if you were going to go all out on this remake why would you stop there? Why is that like the one thing you didn't make any update to? Uh but listen, if you're listening to this and this is the only thing we can really critique about this game, that means the game's pretty fucking good. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah that very means true. that means that this remake was pretty damn good. I'd give it an easy 9. Easy yeah. 9. Like with an argument for a 10. With an argument for a 10. This game 100%. Yeah. If you gave it a 10, I couldn't really argue against it. I mean,
1: I was really close to giving it a 10. The the voice acting was my only criticism that kept it from a 10, cuz the other ones I think I could look past. Four ten.
2: I don't know what other criticisms acting, I would have. That's my thing.
1: For me, so, I... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Matt. You can go ahead. I was just going
2: to say, Um, I think one other thing that you could probably critique it on, and this is just solely maybe from person to person, is some of the Zero-G sections were a little... Yeah, that, that was
0: frustrating. But, I mean, at the same time, I think it's a cool thing they tried to do. Did it work no, 100%? No, but I, I see what you mean, though, Matt.
2: Like, I like those sections because when you are out in space, it's so quiet. And that's just how it would be in real life. Like yes. we are up there. Yes. Like I thought that then that, that's where the sound design really came in really well, especially when the enemies are attacking you and you can hear Isaac's heartbeat in space. Like it is so ambient.
1: Yeah. the The movement controls in space were definitely a, a little bit wonky, but I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't really terrible, honestly. Yeah. I think that you know, for what you had to do and. There really weren't that many sections with it in there as well like it was i would say three big sections where you were actually out in space having to you know like do stuff um but I yeah, think the, the second leviathan second...
0: Th- the second leviathan fight is, is the peak <laughs> yeah. of the game yes that's yeah. the peak of the yeah. game in my opinion
1: that shit was awesome i i'd say actually... I... go ahead go yeah I, I was so excited to fight some giant ass monster outside the fucking spaceship because that was real dead space. Like, I mean, we were just out floating in the middle of the, I mean, that, that shit was so terrifying, but yet at the same time, it was so much fun. And then when the fucking valor just crashed right into the Ishimura, that was such an intense scene.
2: Yeah, that was great. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's one part in Zero-G that I think that would probably be my only nitpick as far as the levels go, and that's where you are uh, in this giant room and you have to rip off these panels. Yep, I know exactly you to, what you're like, talking about. To get them to line up to the very top to get, to get the satellite running. Um, I kept losing the panels. Like I was like, where are they? It's just so much stuff floating in that yeah. room. I'm just trying to find the right ones to match.
0: I ain't even gonna cap. Kyle helped me through that section. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm that not even so gonna cap. That, that that section sucked. I was not a fan of that. But but again, like these are nitpicks. Like
2: Yeah. If yeah. you
0: if you love puzzles in these kind of games, then maybe the zero gravity doesn't bother you as much. So it's one of those things where like it's what we're saying is very, very subjective. Like you could very easily make the case that the zero gravity parts are a vital part of the game. And maybe the voice acting isn't a big problem for you. It might not be a problem. It was for us. But, I mean, we're really nitpicking if that's what we're saying our big criticisms of this game are. So that kind of gets to what we've hinted at this whole time. How the fuck did they get Callisto Protocol so wrong? I can't figure that out. Like, Kyle, I'll start with you, and then, Matt, you can give your thoughts on that. I just, I can't make sense of how Callisto Protocol was as disappointing as it was, but yet the remake of dead space and even the original dead space are as great as they are
1: yes i dude i honestly to to see the same studio who made dead space make a new very similar horror game i was excited and i was so ready for that game to come out because i knew i was like you know dead space is a It's a horrifying game, but the gameplay is so much fun. I was like, I I know these guys can make a good game. I saw them do it before. I don't know why they couldn't do it again. I really feel like they overcomplicated it and should have just, you know, taken a more basic approach. In this game, in reality, the combat is not that complicated. There are a ton of different weapons to choose from in Dead Space, but the premise is still the same cut off their limbs. That's how you kill them. And In Callisto Protocol, I mean, you didn't have to necessarily do that exact same thing, but you could have, you know, still focused a little bit more on the, you know, gun combat rather than the melee combat, not had a dodge system, because Dead Space didn't need a dodge system. There was no dodge, and I mean, even on Impossible Difficulty, in the final boss fight, I was completely fine just moving around because I was capable of dodging attacks. And I think if your combat is balanced enough, you don't really need a dodge system that much. And that is where I think Callisto Protocol really went wrong because they focused so much on their melee combat in that stupid left-to-right dodge system that it just made it so slow and clunky and unappealing.
2: Yeah, for me, I personally say where Close to Protocol went wrong is the fact that I had a kind of a hard time caring about the main character. I just thought he was this yeah. like average, like bald-headed marine type. And yeah, I, yeah, I know, I, get that. I, I know, I know that Isaac is pretty much the same way without the helmet. But the character design of Isaac and, and the suit itself is, is something that iconic. is is iconic. Exactly, like the health bar being that long blue line. I've I've seen mm-hmm. that stuff plastered on T-shirts and i i just think that the story beats as well i i didn't really care about you know wanting to know what happens next in crystal protocol it just it wasn't catching me and as kyle said the combat system was very clunky and i didn't really care much for the enemy types and i god i was getting so sick and tired of the two-headed freaking the two-head
0: again like zombie
2: thing it was yeah,
0: horrific it was enemy of, names as well they literally just called that a two-head
2: they, they created this enemy that's basically a sponge, but with the necromores, you know, there's a concept there, which is to use your weapons and sc- cut off their limbs, and then using, correct me if I'm saying this wrong, stasis?
0: Stasis, yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Using, using the stasis to pick up the limbs of the necromores when you shoot off their limbs, and to, like, use those as weapons, was, like, added so much to the combat, and, and, and just, creative. like, trying... That's the it, big creative. thing. And trying to survive and being able to pick up objects using stasis and thrust them at, you know, the enemies. I just... It, it, it was so disappointing going back on a Protocol knowing that this was a lot of developers from Visceral Games. Like, this is what they made. These were the godfathers of Dead Space. But they just couldn't quite get it right this time around.
0: Yep. Yeah. And I think, I think y'all are spot on. I think that a lot of it is the story for Callisto, just doesn't, there's not enough movement in the story for you to really care. Whereas in this one, it feels like every chapter you're learning more and more. There's a little bit of a twist. You're kind of figuring out more about characters that want you, that gives you that feeling of wanting to know more. Callisto Protocol, it just kind of felt like they kept adding and adding and adding things to the story. And then they tried to wrap it all up really quickly and it just, it didn't work at all. And then, I mean, obviously, yeah. the big thing with the combat—it all starts with the horrific dodge mechanic. I mean, that again—I said it on our Callisto episode, and I'll say it again here. I don't call for jobs normally. Whoever came up with that does not need to does not deserve to work in video game development. That is a horrible, horrible design choice. Um, but as bad as Callisto Protocol is, like, well, not even as bad. I mean, I think Callisto Protocol is is still a game I could give a seven reasonably. Maybe a six if I'm really angry. But as as disappointing as that was, it's nice to know that Dead Space holds up today. That a remake of Dead Space, again, one of the best horror games of all time, I think we can say, it holds up in 2023. And that's really impressive because years of age like that, a decade of time does not age every game gracefully like it did Dead Space. Not every game is that fortunate whatsoever. Like, not every game gets the last of us in the Dead Space treatment. A lot of remakes sometimes feel like just cash grabs, and I feel like this one was very well done, and I I think the developers need to be very, very proud of the work. Hopefully it leads to Dead Space 2 being remade. I am intrigued by that. Hopefully it leads to that. So... That is going to wrap up this episode of Side Mission. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Side Mission Pod. You can also check us out on Facebook at Side Mission Podcast. For the boys, for Kyle, for Matt, I'm Rusty. Thanks for listening.